Welcome back to episode 183 of the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum, Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Um, rum. 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 Nice rum. Dakota. Nice I got I got a false start on that. I jumped the gun. We got a we five got year penalty. Uh, We're uh, moving back. An, five anticipation. And we, got laundry. we got laundry on the field on that one, boys. <laughs> it's a great time of year to start drinking Parse. It's actually it was I'm in Chicago. It was sixty one degrees today. So you could have done the three year and made yourself a little pina colada here <laughs> in Chicago. But uh it's gonna be chilly. It's gonna be chilly this week. So maybe break out a little of the sipping room, a little eight year, a little ten year, twelve year. If you think 61 is chilly, you got another thing coming. No, I'm but... saying it was nice. It was nice today. It was nice in Chicago. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, 61 is fantastic. It snowed if, last week. Does that mean if it's 60 right now in November, does that mean like in a week or two, it's just going to be absolutely freezing? Is that how that works? I'm not a, I'm not a big weather I think guy. That's how, I think that's how that works. You're not a meteorologist? No. I Like a, a front, either a warm, warm or cold front is coming in. Don't know which one it is, but is that how that works? Um. Sure. Yep. yep. That's how that works. You're, yep. You should apply so. for meteorology school. You could just skip mm-hmm. right through. Yeah. My bad. I did get to do something cool yesterday. What'd you do? I got to go to the Blackhawks game. Ooh, you did. Uh, had great tickets. And they won. Yeah, and great my, tickets. You were on the boards. Yeah, I was you on, on the boards. boards. It was on the boards. Uh, it did was Bedard for, come was, over and like bang on the boards right in front of you after he scored? That was for you, Happer. We, we, uh, Julie and I went and I had been to a couple other games, but never sat uh, there or on the boards. And that's a really fun fan experience. I had a blast. Uh, it was also really fun because the Blackhawks went up for nothing. And they, the first period, they just dominated, dominated. And the, they were playing the Panthers and the Panthers, we were where the Panthers goal was for the first period. And it was just mayhem over there. Blackhawks just getting shots on net. And let me tell you, I got some favorite players after Perry. Been around a long time. Corey Perry. Defenseman. Uh, did you say Perry? Yep. Nope. Corey Perry is a center. Center? It's massive. Yep. Are you talking about the same person I am? Maybe. No. I don't, Maybe he's not. not. Massive. He's like, his nickname's The Worm. That's not think, the guy I'm talking about. I don't think about. we're talking about the same guy. Not a defenseman. Did you say Perry or Harry? Yeah, Corey Perry. He looks yeah, massive out there. Well, he's not a defenseman. Well, I don't know hockey that good, but... You said defenseman. Right, he's right wing. He was Let's spending see. a lot of time right in front of the goal. Six, I mean, they got a list at 6'3". All right, he's 6'3". I guess that's... that's I feel like 6'3 six, six, on skates is... Big, big yeah, boy. That, that's bigger than I would have guessed for sure. I tell you, he I'll got a little, he got a little scrum with the goalie. He was trying to fight somebody. Nobody would fight him. Oh, no, you he's, can't, he's you one can't of those. He's one of those guys. He's he's a little like that's why his nickname's the worm. He's just like a little rat. Like he just fucks with people. It's well, awesome. The, goal, the goalie was lighten. getting chippy with him, and he kind of squared up with the goalie, but knew he couldn't fight him. There was a big respect thing there. I saw it. Big respect goalie, thing. And the then goalie. he said, "Somebody come fight me for this," and nobody would. A I, I'm not a big hockey guy, but I feel like a goalie and quarterback are very, very close in respect. Like if you yeah. go at one of them, if you got, if you go at one of them, everybody's coming to your side and saying, "Hey, here we go." If you even throw a puck on net, like a split second after the whistle, someone's coming and someone's throwing getting, down with. Yeah. It. Yep. Like they also, don't mess around with that. Also, Bedard had a sick goal. Uh, it was nasty. 
and the people loved it. So, Ian, are you was, 28 or 29? I'm 29. Does it make you feel good? He's 11 years younger than you. Yep. Yep. That, really good. Does that feel uh, good? It makes me feel good too. Pretty impressive. He uh, he moves around really well out there. I don't know anything about hockey, but he looks incredibly fast and also hilariously young on the ice. But they were up four nothing. They ended up winning four two. It was a great game. Had a blast. Big Blackhawks fan. They tried to blow it late. I was watching the game. They no, actually won five. They actually no. won five two. They got an empty netter at the end. Five two empty netter at the end. You're right. You're right. Uh, but it was uh, they were they were they were. Just, working on some stuff late you know letting them get back in the game <laughs> think they had a chance they wanted to get the empty netter late which was great fun for the boys but i did actually follow that game and the blackhawks dominated the first period and then i think the second period the shots were like florida 20 blackhawks five and then the third period was Correct. like the same thing like florida just dominated the second two periods but blackhawks won but the second period all the action for the first two periods was where we were sitting which was awesome yeah. The second period, the goalie for the Blackhawks was just having himself a day. Peter Morazic. 20, 20 some shots, and he was just oh. catching everything, deflecting every. It was. I was proud of him. You were proud of him. You were proud of him. Big Peter Morazic guy. Did you get a jersey? I might. Might get his and Perry's. Wear a split jersey. Oh, my God. What, dude? Zach? You can't react that much to a Vikings touchdown. No, also... I was watching the highlights from the Blackhawks game last night. No, you weren't. Yes. You swear? No. <laughs> it's like I don't believe you because <laughs> it also happened like ten seconds ago. I don't know what you're watching. Let's uh, Keep let's going. talk. Let's talk about the World Series. We're gonna pivot from Zach's excitement for football, and we're gonna talk about the World Series. Rangers win. Rangers win it in impressive fashion. Impressive fashion. The blowout. They had Leclerc come in. And even the announcers were like, man, you know, you get another look at him. Like, you don't know how this is going to go down the road. Um, it was like Boch, uh, Bruce Bochy was like, yeah, we're, we're not playing around here. We get guys on. We get we're, we're bringing Leclerc in. They're up no. like 11 five. And I loved that because it was the ninth. Like they were up. Uh, they ended up winning 11 seven. I don't know. Did he come in and give up any runs? Yeah, I think he, he gave did. up a base hit. But it was like don't mess around trying to save your closer and end up blowing that game. And you're like, Oh my God, we didn't throw our best arm. You go up, we you just go up blew this game and it's two, two. Like so, you, you deal with the next day, the next day, like we'll worry about tomorrow, like in sports through two and a third the next day. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it's such a fine line because it's like, all right, they've been riding Leclerc the whole postseason, but then at the end of the day, like you said, you're not, you don't even want to give the other team any hope whatsoever. If you go up three, one, I don't want to say it's, it's almost over, but, you go up three one, it's pretty safe. I mean, yeah, and, it is almost over. Yeah, like to get to go up three one is it's a huge step, and you don't want to take any chances there and give a team life whatsoever. Um, but I mean, they ended up did getting some life with scoring some runs, which you know. But I, starting, I liked it when he when he was going out and they brought him in. I was like, it's kind of cool. He's just kind of trying to step on their throat. Yeah, in that last game, the starting pitching was really impressive. Evaldi got out of a bunch of jams, uh, and then through that really clean what sixth inning, uh, and Zach Gallon threw a great game. He what? threw an absolute gem. So I, that was that was cool to see. I think Evaldi was like he got or after the sixth, he was like, "Listen, I don't know if I have any more horseshoes up my ass. Like you kind of got to take me out. I am getting out of a jam every single inning." I think take he had. Yeah, I think he had 100 pitches. Uh, yeah. He had 100 pitches when they took him out. They had scored. Um, 
one run and they turned it over to to the bullpen um and gown did a great job gown did a great job they took him out in the seventh and then ginkle did a great job getting out of that jam uh to keep it a one-run game and he throws one in the third uh and then they finally got to seawald in the ninth but big kudos to spores for coming in he threw two and a third to finish that game after that whole postseason run after the whole year for him to have two and a third there super impressive yeah. uh and just shut it down three ups is so much harder than people think too like yeah. especially Talk as a late that. inning guy like going in sitting down going back like three times like that's very impressive especially and on that stage that that's what i was going to say with those leverage innings it's like you get out of something and then even if you don't show emotion you're in the dugout you're like okay like i'm, I'm good but then it's like hey need you going again yeah you have to go from literally zero to a hundred three times that's a lot on your body and your mentals yeah um ian do you remember facing spores i'm pretty sure he was in okc when we were there and even back then he was just like nasty it was almost like a hey this guy just needs an opportunity and then he's been with the rangers i think for a few years now but but he was that, he came out of the dodger system yes i'm pretty okay. sure and that high spin um, especially in 19, it was before that I was really introduced to it. And I was just like, dude, how am I missing these fastballs? And then he has the banger on top of that. And again, it's just kind of, you know, you face somebody, you're just like, all right, this guy's going to get a spot somewhere and he's going to, he just needs an opportunity. Can you guys talk a little bit about facing high spin guys? Cause Seawold's also a guy, obviously he got roughed up in game five, but he was terrific throughout the playoffs. He's a guy who only throws 92, 93, but he's getting those swing and misses and they're talking about the, the kind of the rise, like the rise and the spin that there is. Yeah. His, they, I don't know if they mentioned it or not, but he, his, his thing is called the, I think a vertical approach angle, a ver- vertical attack angle from a pitcher. And it's like his release point, they call it VAA. Um, and I forgot, I think six or six and a half, I think I could be wrong is normal. And I think elite is like four or four and a half and he's in the elite zone. So he's throwing it, from like a very low angle and it appears to be rising. And I, Ian, I don't know if you've noticed this. I could be wrong. Um, but in game one, when Seager clipped Seawald, he, so he has a toe tap, but he did his toe tap so early where he, cause again, like those I've heard, I think I've heard from you. You might've told me this in spring training one year. I asked you about, those high high view or high spin top of the zone guys. And it feels like you have to catch them so far out in front to get your barrel almost above the ball. And I, I would be curious to see if um, Seeger did that intentionally. Like, yo, I got to clip this really out in front. So I'm not underneath it. Um, I don't know if you've, if you have a specific way of hitting those guys. Well, the, the interesting thing is that, before when the sticky stuff was present guys were throwing super high spin rate like really jumpy stuff but kind of anybody could throw it because they had the sticky stuff to enhance that and so even guys that had the high arm slot could still throw it because it would the spin rate was just so ridiculous and it always felt different but now without the sticky stuff the guys that can still really create that effect or guys that have super efficient spin, but also those guys that throw from that lower slot. And it's not that the arm slot is on 
down here on the side, it's that those guys drop their entire body and so and still get that really good spin. So Seawald's a good example of that. You know, he's kind of a three-quarter slot, but he gets really low. Kimbrel does that too. Yeah. Um, some guys that get really low. And actually sneaky uh Kershaw has done that forever, where he he has this really tall set and then he drops his body. That's why he's so um deceptive and so guys that do that get really low it almost feels a little pushy but those guys get low enough and still create that really good spin so seawalt's ball is super super effective to lefties up and away because it's such a hard pitch to cover and that one to seager was in and so when it's in you have a little bit better chance uh to catch it because it doesn't have that like late upshoot away from you and your hands are so much closer to your body you have a better chance to do it but yeah it's really about pushing those guys closer to you i think um and not chasing them away up and way off the plate the the upper up and in like cutter from a righty to a lefty is really hard too because that almost does rise if you get it up if you get underneath that cutter because it's spinning because it's spinning like that um and it's funny, like there's sometimes where like a lefty side armor will throw that up and in riser to me. And like I like like I've said it before, like lefties, especially if they throw a little bit of a sinker and those ones, I mean, it just fucks with your eyes, too. It's like you're expecting it to be belt high and it feels like you're you're swinging at a pitch way up here and you still just have no chance sometimes. And it's so frustrating. It's one of the reasons Hater's been so effective is because he is a little bit crossfire, but he really gets down. Uh, low and almost throws that leg side up shoot that feels like it's rising. Um, but Seawald's a good example of that. But I think the Rangers team that they just won the World Series with, like most of this team is coming back. At some point, they might get to Grom next year, maybe not. The basically the whole starting rotation is coming back. Whole lineup's coming back. That kid uh, that they had hitting in a three hole is going to have another year under his belt. Like they're they're set up to be a good team for a long time. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I was said something about DeGrom going to Texas. And I was like, man, especially after, you know, seeing them last year, they had a tough year. Um, They didn't seem like they were very close. And, you know, they've said it hundreds of times. They lost a hundred games or whatever it was. And then they bounce back and win the world series is a big F you to a lot of people, which is pretty impressive. I was on the Rangers train. I was about to say, I think we got to give credit to Ian. Because I'll be honest, Ian and I had a, I think it was over under 85 wins. Uh, I was on the under, so feel good about that. Feel good where I was at. Ian was, uh, I think, person one on the the Rangers bandwagon last year. This time last year, you were saying you believed in the Rangers and worked out. Pretty good, pretty good pick. I believe. He's a smart guy. Very knowledgeable. Do you want to touch on the ratings for the World Series? Ratings were down. Ratings have been, for the World Series, have been declining over the last six-ish years, seven years. Um, I saw the chart. There was like a chart posted, and it was, it was kind of it's pretty bad. It didn't, didn't look it great. Looked. And yeah. it, it's tough because baseball had such a great year this year. Rules changes worked. Attendance was up. Ratings uh, on regular season games were up. Probably a bunch of reasons competing with football. Um, college football went to this thing where they play basically every day of the week now. Um, so there was a ton of competition during the world series. And I think there has been a ton of competition in the last six years where there's just more programming at that time of year than there is in the middle of summer when we're the only show in town. But um, I mean, I think we're missing a big one though. Like I'm 
someone that's a huge baseball fan. I'm 27. I'm in the the demographic that MLB wants. I watched almost every game, but I don't have cable. So I'm watching them on streams. I'm watching them other through other ways. I think a lot of, I think it's unrealistic to ever expect ratings to start going up again. People, less and less people are going to have cable. I think this is more about, to me, less and less people having cable and that that being less and less of a thing that people who are under the age of 35, under the age of 40 are using consistently and expecting those numbers to rebound when those every single statistic or regarding cord cutting shows that it's only going to get better. It's only going to, it's only going to increase more and so, more people are moving away from cable. So I don't, I don't see the way the numbers are ever going to get back to where they were. How do they, how do they calculate that? They don't. That's the thing. I mean, they, like I watched almost every game and I don't think I'm calculating any statistic. And mm. so like someone like me who watches the games, whether it was at work, whether it was, at, whether it was through streaming set, sites, they, they're, they're not part of the number. So I do feel like those numbers are a little misleading in that way is in one. And the other way, I think MLB didn't do a great job of marketing this. Like when you guys play, when the Cubs played in 16, there was so much conversation about neither of these teams had won. And, you know, what was it? 1948 for the Indians and 1908 for the Cubs. Rangers never had a championship in their entire history. Nobody seemed to really be talking about that. And, and People want to say these are two small markets. They're not really. Dallas is a pretty big market and Phoenix is a pretty big market. Just the for whatever reason, the perception is these are two small market teams. And I think that's something that they could work around. But I, I think to expect the numbers to ever come back to where they were is not very realistic because the, the numbers aren't just there anymore. I, that is, that I, is I, crazy that I didn't even know that the Rangers had never won one until Tom just said it right there. Like I, I had never heard that before. It's that's kind of, that's since crazy. I mean, this is a, this is a franchise that has, you know, a 50 year history and never won a championship and nobody wants to talk about it. It's that is it crazy. Was, it was also tough though. Like the people wanted Astros. Zach, hang on. Do you forget your mic? Yeah. I'm not at my house. I could tell. There it is. All right. Uh, keep going. Sorry. Just, just noticed the, uh, it was tough. Like the fans and a lot of people obviously wanted Philly and Houston again, which again, yeah, you can say Texas and Arizona are big markets, but they're not the markets that Philly is, especially Philly had the people on their side with the songs that they had, the people on their team and the Astros, everybody's going to want to watch the Astros, whether they like it or not. Um, and I mean, I think it was more so and also just a surprise to people. And they were like, oh, fuck, like Texas is playing. The Diamondbacks are playing like we don't really know much about these teams. And like you said, it was a Friday night, Saturday night, like good luck. And then Monday, you know, I mean, you're still just competing with so many other sports. And then it, again, it only went five games. So I think, you know, if it got closer, if it went game six, game seven, would it, the ratings went up a little bit. But I agree. I, I think it kind of just deterred many people from the, you know, right off the get go is fuck, man. I wanted to see the Phillies and the Astros again. Like I'm not really going to watch, especially if it's on the weekend. I think that's the easiest thing to look at. I mean, it, I, I don't think there's anything you can do about it, but even like the ALCS and NLCS, like if they were playing Sunday night and there was football on, like I'm going to, I was probably watching football. Like I feel like most of America's leaning football, unless you're a fan, like I'll flip to like the Phillies games when they were playing and stuff like that. But I feel like majority of people are always going to lean towards football unless they are diehard baseball fans, which or fans, I or, just or think fans less and less specific. people are. Yeah. That fans of that. Yeah. Specific. Especially again, uh, Monday night football, like 
it's a huge ordeal. Sunday night football, whatever nights it was, like if you can get a Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, then hundred percent with nothing else on. But that's it's it's hard. And again, like that first night, the game one was fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah, but it's on a Friday night or whatever night it was. Like, it's hard. People go out. People go out to dinner. They're not going to stop their night for game one of the World Series of teams who, you know, aren't the most popular. Like, I think if the Yankees were playing, it'd be a little bit different. But Friday is the worst television day of the week. Right. For sure. It's it's hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can say that they're big markets, but I mean, it's a you're fighting the days of the week and that's that's hard fighting yeah, the weekend th- is hard i think tom makes a really good point about cable cutting too let's move from 2023 baseball season to well 2020 hold on 2024 hold on we gotta talk about what seager said go ahead electric at their it was at their parade right after they won it and they did the parade in arlington yeah I think arlington and he's up there and <laughs> And he trolled Alex Bregman with, uh, I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, people were wondering like, what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the world series? I guess we'll never know. It's hilarious to me that Seager was the one to do it. Yeah. Cause Bregman said, people are wondering what would happen. What'll happen if the Astros don't win the AL West. Yes. After they won the AL West. He said, I guess we'll never know. And yeah. Seager's like, well, we won the world series. So you can have the AL West buddy. Yeah, that was that was pretty good, and the, I think I think next year you'll get to see a pretty, you know, heated. Heated. They're gonna compete hard for the AOS next year, both of them, and you have you know Seattle being there too. But those two teams are gonna compete hard for the AOS, and it'll be interesting to see if there's any any tempers of flare as they go again. One, and I don't know if Seeger's just likable, and that's why I did like it. Just didn't seem like cocky or arrogant to me yeah, you know well, what i mean like, like it, i don't know yeah. it didn't seem douchey like it seemed well, it like weird. okay like the bregman one was just weird because like it wasn't like, like no one was really doubting him that much it was just think. like bro you guys are really good like you win it every year like, like we know yeah like <laughs> it was just kind of weird even when i saw when like when we saw the clip clip we were like i mean i get it but like all right but it's, it's not like there was all this media like, oh, what's wrong with that? Like, I mean, maybe no. there was and I didn't see it, but I was I mean, maybe there were people saying like, oh, the Astros don't look the same as they have in years past. OK, right. but it's like it's not like anyone's like, oh, my gosh, the Astros won the OS. This is crazy. Like, yeah, man, you guys are really good. You've been really, really good. good. But teams right. have to you, all, you always have to look for that motivation. You yeah. Have, I mean, you've yeah. won it seven years in a row. You always have to try to figure out what's going to light a fire to get that team to keep I going. Mean, and some would say it's a dynasty. Not me, but some would say. Not me. Back back to Seager really quick. Would you say that he's He's a dog? Yeah, like he's still underrated somehow, man. Like, oh yeah. I I every time I just see him play, and I'm like, fuck, like he's so good. He's a top five. I think we've talked about it before. Like, he's just I would say, I mean, top five player or short stuff. Yeah. Okay. I thought. I mean, you play short or second for the might be a top five player. player. Sure. I I, I was gonna say player. I was gonna like he's top yeah. two and short. I feel like. Uh, Who would you put I mean, above? You have to rank what out short the players. Stop, what shortstop would you put above him? No, I, and I'm not saying he's not the best shortstop. I don't think. I don't know if I'd say. I don't know if I could say top five player. Why? Did you I mean, see you got Shohei, Judge, Trout. I mean, Juan Soto's up there. I think Corey Seager is better than Juan Soto. 
that's very recency biased, though. Juan Soto with the Nationals, there's no way on earth you're saying Corey Seager's better. No way. No way. When he was with the Nationals, Juan Soto, and not and not that he was bad with the Padres, he had but a like great year this year. That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know if you could say Seager's better. We're than talking Juan about Soto. right now. If right now, Corey Seager's. I mean, this very minute, he's better than Shohei Otani because Shohei can't pitch. Like, I don't, okay, like that's uh, I don't know. I think Seager's in the conversation for top five player, and he's probably the best shortstop in baseball. Oh, I don't know if I go top five player. I mean, the last two I'll years, go top 10. I'll give 30, you top 10. 33 homers. Um, he just, he just had a little bit of injury issues. Had a little bit of injury issue and playing the full year this year is pretty freaking good. Let's move. Let's move us. Move ourselves along here. Move ourselves along. We're going to talk about uh, the offseason. We're going to talk about there's a lot of player options, team options, picking up, declining that's happened. And I think during the offseason, everybody's drinking their AG1. Okay. Dakota loves his AG1. He drinks them every day. Every day. Never at night, though. I'm not crazy. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress relief, and immune support. So even if you're not a superstar athlete like Corey Seager, you can still get some gut optimization, some stress management, and immune support. Okay. Drinkag1.com slash compound drinkag1.com slash compound they're going to give you free one-year supply of vitamin d3k2 and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase drinkag1.com slash compound by the way Corey Seager very quickly 120 games this year seven war and a 170 ops plus I don't like if that's not to me if that's not a top 10 top five guy in the league what are we doing I said top ten. Top five. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready to concede top five. Like I said, you got Shohei, Trout, Judge. Uh, I mean, is he better than uh oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Oh my god, Ronald Acuna? I don't think so. Matt Olson just hit fifty five homers this year. I mean, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. I don't know. Like, is he better than those guys? Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts? Ronald Acuna? Seven Judge? more in 120 games with a 170 OPS plus, and he won the goddamn World Series MVP. What do you want out of the guy? He's I'm a great not player. He's too. not top ten. He's I'm, a great player. I want you to tell me which of those guys you guys think are better. He's better than. I think he's better. Pick one. Judge. I just Trout, Otani, Betts, Freeman. Real quick. Ronald my Jr. my uh, disagreement with your argument, Tom. I'm not saying that I don't agree with you that he is probably a top five player, but saying that in 120 games he did that, I don't think is like. It's more beneficial to the team to play every day. Like Freddie played 160 games this year. Ronald played 160 games. Like it's he's more beneficial the guy. He's also on playing the team. premier premier shortstop though. Like he's playing premier position. Correct. Which one's he better than? Pick one. I dare you. All right, we're gonna move on. Crickets. We're gonna move on. Crickets. Get past That's it. a win. That's we're a win for Dakota. Come on, man. Bryce Harper never heard of him. He Trey played... Turner says he got oh the cheese. God. Come on. He's better. We're off the rails. We're off the rails. So people are like, stop See, arguing about Corey Seager. Because I'm saying Corey Seager's top 10, but I, I don't think he's better than those six. Did you say points. Trey Turner? That was a joke. That, I said since he got the cheers. <laughs> well, it's a good point. It's a good point, since Tom. He got the cheers. I don't know. Good point. Uh, well, I'm going to start with the Cubs. I'm going to start with the Cubs here on uh, the options. So they today they picked up Hendricks' team option. They picked up Jan Gomes' team option. Obviously, Belly rejected his option 
So he's going to be Which a free agent. We all knew was that was coming. Yeah. And the surprising one, I think, for most was that Stroman turned down his player option and he will be a free agent. He was set um, to make what? 21? 21. Corey, Corey Seager, 170 OPS plus, Bryce Harper, 146. I didn't. Okay. Pick the other I, six. Saying, what about the other six? What about Acuna? Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Judge, Otani, and Trout. Look at theirs. I'm just saying, um, but Acuna yeah, 168 OPS plus. What was 170? Oh, so this is our end all be all number. This is no, it. I think that's, it's that's... no, I think it's a great measurement. Um, but yeah, we were um, all we were all surprised about the Strowman one. Like that's a lot of money to leave. Just to, I, you know, it's a lot of money. I would, I would like to state. I'm going to say this almost as a fact. I don't foresee him. He's probably going to try to get multiple years, obviously, but I don't foresee him making more than $21 million next year, wherever he signs. That would, that's why it surprised me because I'm like, I get you're probably looking for a three-year, four-year deal wherever you go now, probably even two, but I don't foresee him getting more than 21 a year wherever he goes. I'd be surprised. No. I would say the most likely structure that he's looking for, and I have no idea what he's looking for, but the most likely structure is a three-year deal with an opt-out after the first year so that he's not, if he throws well next year, he can go back out. Maybe it's an opt-out after the second year, but something where he can guarantee himself a little bit more money long-term, call that 15, 18 million bucks a year for the next three years, and then being able to opt out if he throws well and get a another long-term situation. Sneaky, would it shock you just personality-wise? Would it shock you if you went the Trevor Bauer route and just said, I'm going to go one-year deals and better myself? Uh, if, if he was going to do that, I think he would have taken the highest one-year option, which would have been yeah. the player option. That's true. That's a good point. Yes. That was just a thought that popped in my head when you said it. I was like, I could see him being a guy being like, I'm going to go pitch for my next contract every year. It's going to motivate me and I'm going to hopefully keep getting more money, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. What is he? 32? How old is he? Yeah. I don't think he's going to get like a five year anywhere. I agree. I think he's going to get like a three somewhere, probably three for 50. I could see that. I could just three for 45, three for 50. I could see those numbers. And I mean, he's, he's good. He's still very good. Like I think a lot of teams. He's great. There's still a lot of teams interest looking, looking for in him. him. Yeah. I think he's going to have. I think he's going to have a big market. The what he did in the first half this year was so impressive. Um, he was an absolute ace. He was a all star. People forget he was an all star this year. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball in the first half. Um, had some injury stuff. Had uh, and you know was just derailed for a little bit. And I think that he is still one of the best, most consistent pitchers in the game when he's healthy. And I think he'll. He's a great teammate. He's a fun guy to be around, uh, works his ass off, uh, and I have a lot of respect for him. So, you know, we'll see where he ends up. But he's uh, – or is it exciting? I don't know if exciting is the right word. Intriguing to go into the offseason and knowing, like, I feel like the Cubs got some money to blow, and they're going to make some some big moves. Because I, I, I saw him linked to Soto. I think uh, that yeah, Japanese th pitcher's coming over. He's supposed to be really good. I, I don't know his name, but he's supposed to be unbelievable. Shohei's a free agent, obviously. Like, I, they could make some really big moves. I don't I saw know that they were sleepers for Otani. 
I, yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't, sh- I mean, you got Saya there. Like you'd think he's not talking to Otani and that other guy coming over, like recruit him, get him. There. I don't, I don't know what the Cubs are going to do, but I do think that this Stroman opting out freed up some money for them to go do, you know, whatever they want with our starting rotation was deep. You know, we don't, we don't have like, we have, we have Steely and you know, there's not like another proof. There's not a, proven like you know the rangers just go out there and roll out avaldi and scherzer and those dudes but i think that we had assad wicks hendrix okay i waiting for you to say kyle hendrix i was like Steel. i'd say he's pretty proven well yeah he definitely okay. is i thought you were saying steel John time, but I like, like i'd say hendrix is uh yeah, I trust but we have we have, you know, five guys and then oh, Strowman. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. were going to we they were going to have to make some decisions on like, all right, who's who's moving to the bullpen out of that group? Who's going to plus you had Hayden who started the year's starter and then went to the bullpen. Um, so there's you know, always they young had, guys coming, you know, yeah, always. there's always young guys coming. So they all they had a bunch of starting options and they were going to have to figure out, you know, how that all fit together. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with that money and where they place it uh, in the offseason. But. That's the Cubbies. But it's exciting that they have, like, I feel like yours is the biggest, uh, maybe say is the biggest contract on the books right now. You? I forgot who makes more. Oh, Dansby Swanson. Ever heard of him? But I'm saying, like, there's some money to be spent, which is exciting as a Cubs fan. I root for the Cubs now um, because there's so many big names out there this year. Like, I feel like there are some whales to go get that can change a whole organization. For sure. Um, Dodgers end up re-signing Muncie. He had another year left, uh, but they restructured his deal. He is going to be a Dodger for a few more years. Eduardo Rodriguez opted out. The Muncie one seemed like a no-brainer. Like, you know what you're getting from him every year, I feel like. He's been there forever. Yeah, they need to bolster the middle of their lineup. He's back. Um, You know, they're going to make a splash. They went and got under the the luxury tax, so that they're going to compete in free agency. It'll be interesting to see what they do. The Eduardo one only surprised me. Because I thought the whole time, like he was going to opt out. And then I saw a tweet saying like, oh, his agent in the front office is like working on a new deal or a restructured deal. And that surprised me a little bit. Cause I was like, I feel like he's going to test well, the waters. He also didn't, he didn't, uh, he turned down his trade, didn't waive his no trade because he wanted yeah. to stay in Detroit. And then he ends up opting out. So he's out, and then they went and traded for Canna. So Canna's going to be left field, right field option for the LT Grays. Um, so they're already making moves. That, that. Yeah, that one was uh, – Eduardo won. It's like you see both sides of it, obviously, because, you know, if he says, like, hey, I want to stay in Detroit, I don't I, – I, ha- I earned the no trade clause. Like, they're on my – on my list for a reason, you know, you don't put that in a contract just to have it in the contract. And then again, at the same time, it's like, you'd be leaving a lot of money on the table if you didn't opt out. So it's like, can you blame somebody for doing that? You know? Um, but yeah. I, it was like, kind of like he opted out and it was just like, yeah, I mean, go get it, man. Go get paid. And I wouldn't even doubt a tiger's reunion possibly like if they still are interested yeah. in him like it wouldn't sure. shock me if they came in with an offer and yeah it was his best offer yeah uh, tiger's probably gonna spend some money this offseason too yeah i mean they're picking up canna's 11 uh i think it was 11 and a half um and that's such like an underrated pickup i believe like we don't really have many veterans 
like Javi is a veteran, obviously. Um, Eduardo left. Boyd is a free agent now. Um, yeah, and it's like, you know, Canada's been around for a little bit. Um, especially in the position player group, we don't really have many veterans, if any, besides Javi. Like there was a time where on the field we had everybody on a rookie deal, like including That's... pitcher and catcher, like and I think just to he he said something I saw it. It was like you don't really need much for a young team that has like a little bit of a core. You know, they kind of just need that little bump over the edge and a veteran presence could do that. You don't know, you know, just being in the locker room, having some experience goes such a long way. And I think he was such an interesting, you know, pickup. Never, nobody really saw it coming. Um, he he also had such a good second half. Yeah. Like breaks lefties. And again, like, I think that that's, it's such an interesting, I think GM is such an interesting route, like where to go, like position player group or pitchers, obviously, like, do we get this guy for more than one reason? You know, um, we can spend a zillion dollars to get somebody who rakes, but you know, I mean, 11 and a half is still a lot of money for yeah. fielder. Yeah. One of the, go ahead. Dakota, nope. you got some? I was just going to say, I feel like the tigers just need like, two big bats like because I mean, the AL central is very gettable every Tork, like, no silver offense slugger no silver slugger finalist torque uh Carp, yeah Carp no. Banks, you know raj had tw- over 20 homers um that's what i mean but like you were saying yeah. like it's so young i just feel like if you go get like two like big boppers to put in the middle of the order just two really good players to put like in the with easier said than done obviously to go get two really good players to put in the middle of your order but if you could do that, like with all the young talent around, I don't know. I mean, the AL Central, who knows? Yeah, for sure. Chapman, sneaky. Yeah. ZS59, heard of him? ZS59. Well, yeah. Chapman would come there. Zach would teach him. Yeah. All he knows, he'd probably become platinum Glover. Was Zach? Hey man, this, is, this is what we this is what we do here in this locker room. Um, I don't know what people you are saying. Know. You're you're a leader in there now. You're one of the vets. Yeah, one of the vets. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. I'm, I'm hearing extension talks. One of the not surprising moves, but definitely a shakeup for the baseball world is that Joey Votto, the Reds declined Joey Votto's option. And Joey Votto is now a free agent. That is how many years was he with the Reds? Somebody else? 17? 17? I think it was 17. I think that's right. But Joey Votto no longer. Red. It was just, it was also very amicable. Like they said nice things about Joey and basically said like, Hey, there's not the bats for him. Like, He's 40 years old. There, there's not the bats for him. Like we're have you know, young guys. Time, we have young guys. Time for us to move on. Yeah, he was there for 17 years. And then Joey said really nice things about the Reds. Said he'll forever That's, be yeah, Cincinnati Red, right. and that you know he appreciate all of his time and everything. And like That's everybody will always remember Joey Votto as Cincinnati Red. He won an MVP there. Obviously, you know they didn't ever win a World Series, but he MVP. He's a one, two, three, four, five, six time all star with them. Um, like just incredible he, career with the Reds. It is good to see when you're there that long that it ends and they're both like, Yeah, like it it was time. Like Vado wasn't like, ah, oh, like this is bullshit. Like they're not trying to bring me back. It's like, no, like he gets it. Like they have younger guys that they'd rather give the at bats to. Like they're a younger team too. And it's it's just good that it ends on good terms. When, like you said, like you'll always see Joey. I don't. I don't see him playing anywhere else. I. It would rattle me to see him in a different uniform. Yeah, it's it's oh. so crazy. Like, yeah, 
I, I've spent a few years in Detroit and it feels like I know so many people there, you know, like just the city itself, like knowing where to eat, you know, could you imagine being somewhere for 17 years, bro? Like, and then kind of having it just like, all right, man, like, Hey, we're going to go a different direction and be like, like you said, it's, it's great to see somebody like him and even the Reds, like both understand like, Hey man, like you're 40, you've done so much for this, but you know, it's a business at the end of the day and there's no hard feelings. Like his, his thing he posted today was awesome. Um, like you just get it, you know, like he's such a pro, like even talking to him when he was rehabbing this year, he even said like, listen, if I'm not ready to go back, like I'm not going to have them need to play me because I'm Joey Votto. Like I want to go back and help this team win, you know? And like, I think that it just, it goes such a long way to not just be there and just be like, yeah, I'm going to cash my check and be up in the big league. Which so is very play. Very underrated, like you said, to go back and not just expect to be like, I'm Joey Votto, I'll be in the lineup. Yeah, right. Like, he's like, I need to deserve to be in the lineup. Like, it shouldn't 100%. just be I'm in there. Like, if there's someone better than me, they should be in there. 100%. Which is not often seen from stars. And it's also, yeah, it's hard to fucking, like, conceptualize. Like, yo, I used to be an MVP. Like, get me in there. And it's like, hey, man, like, we're trying to do something. And he he understands that. Yeah. It's always crazy, though, when guys are with a team that long, like you said, and then it just comes to an end, and it's like, well, now what? That's what, like, seeing the Miggy thing firsthand was so crazy. Like, he – seeing the people come out there for that last weekend, just, like, seeing the people that he's made happy over his career and, like, in one spot was so special to see. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just – it goes such a long way. And then it, it, it's it's so indescribable of what – what somebody can do for a city playing a sport. Very true. Very well said. I think if Joey's going to play somewhere else, if he is, if we see him in another uniform, he should probably try out some Bruce Bolts. Bruce Bolt. My favorite batting gloves, batting gloves that I wear on the field. I got a baby blue pair. I got a, uh, I got a white with baby blue. I'm actually working on don't tell anybody, but I'm actually working on a little, little pair for next year. Maybe a little, maybe a little limited something. I was in the offices the other day looking at it. There's some pretty cool stuff that might come out. Well, pretty cool. I'm actually wearing a hat right now. Uh, BruceBolt.us. That's BruceBolt.us. Go check out their shorts. Work out this off season in them. Check out the batting gloves if you're looking for a little early Christmas present for somebody. Check out the batting gloves. BruceBolt.us. Uh, I have an idea for our last topic. Um, You know, they make these gloves that are just seem a little bit heavier than others. Um, What color are they? Usually gold. Mm, Um, Haven't heard of these. Ian, I know you have one, but the second one is a little bit heavier. Do you think you think it's going to be a little bit heavier when you put your second patch of gold on there or what? The second one is pretty freaking cool. I will say the first one was awesome and like getting that like attached to your name forever, but being able to follow it up with another one. And like, to be honest, I did some good things out there this year, but like last year it was kind of like the numbers were, if I didn't win it, I was going to be really, really upset. Like this year, I think the coaches vote like carrying over and like having that reputation now and like, Winning a second one, being able to follow it up was super, super cool. Um, 
and I'm super pumped for Nico winning, like to be there at the, there's a dinner in New York and to be there and like watch him get his first one is going to be the coolest thing ever. Like for all the time that we've spent together and all the hard work I've seen him put in like switching positions, going to play second base and in his first year, full-time at second base, winning that is like the coolest thing ever. I'm really excited to see that. And then obviously Dansby, uh, I mean, does he have now doing again? Dansby's got, got two multiple, right? Dansby's two. back to back. Yeah. So Dan- I think Dansby should honestly, I think Dansby should win the platinum. Obviously Nolan's won the platinum like five straight years or some shit. So Nolan how does platinum like, work? It's I've never the, understood that. Platinum is the best defender in that league. Oh, just all like all the gold glove guys, like all the, the gold gloves guys. The and then there's one. Yeah. So Nolan's won like five in a row. Nolan didn't get, he didn't, uh, obviously qualify this year. Keith Bryan won it third. Um, so I'm really hoping that Dansby gets that platinum um, and is that guy. That would be really cool. But they uh, they don't announce that until the actual dinner. So, But this is the most gold gloves ever in a single season for the Cubs. So three in a season for the Cubs is the most ever uh, in one year, which is also really cool. Was anyone else nominated outside of you three? Like from the, like, was there a chance for four? No, it was no. Went three three. Three. We went through for three. Oops. So, is that so, good? Batting a hundred or a thousand? Cool. Oops. Pretty, pretty cool. Is that like, do they like call you when you first find out? Like, do they just like call you and say, Hey man, you, you won. Like, is it Rob Manfred? Like, Hey, you won. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a couple of different ways uh, that I've found out, you know, obviously they have to coordinate, they have to coordinate the dinner and everything. So you find out a tiny bit in advance, but uh, yeah, this year I got a call from Rawlings. I'm just going to play oh, it's golf. Rawlings that calls you. That's I was just going to play golf, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, hang on, hang on. I'm, <laughs> I'm, about tee, I'm about to tee off. Can you hold for a second? You either played really well or very poorly. I played all right. I played pretty good. Yeah, you're on cloud nine. Yeah, I was flying. Yeah, that's really awesome. that's so I'm, sick. I'm very, very, very honored. Uh, I'm pretty cool to have another one. Next year we go for the three peat. That it'll trophy be, case is getting big. Getting it'll be really, there. it'll be really cool to share it with team. Like last year, I was there, and like I knew some of the guys obviously playing against them. But like Dansby won it last year, but we weren't playing together. Like it'll be cool to share it with two guys that you played with all year. That'll be really fun. Yeah, that'll be so sick. And then so like sick. you'd say New York, so you can go get nice and drunk after yeah. on Parse Rum, on Parse only. Um, yeah, really cool. Really That's really dope. Cool. Tom, that's our guy. That's our host. That's our two-time Gold hey, Glove host. Thanks, guys. Tom, uh, will you tell us about our field hockey friend that we've uh, previously discussed? Yeah, so we talked about her uh, previously, Erin Matson, who's the head coach at North Carolina. Uh, she's 23. We talked about her when she took over. She was on the team last year, won a national championship, and then basically went to the AD and said, I want the job. I think I could do it the longtime head coach before her who had been there for like 45 years retired. She's 23 took over the program and they went uh, 12 and three this year and just won the ACC title. They got the NCAA tournament coming up, but pretty impressive. She got some attention over the weekend. They beat Duke to win the ACC title. And the fact that she's able to be a 23 year old head coach, to keep that rolling. I kind of want to update people because that was a really interesting story. That's now panned out pretty well for them. You know what I heard that she uh, attributes the success of the team to this year. E R C E R C. They all believe in the employee retention credit. Omega Accounting Solutions is your best bet for.
getting your ERC funds now. The Employer Retention Credit is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. Don't miss out on your small business loan. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbizcashback.com slash cubs for a free consultation. It That's a pretty impressive feat to come in your first year. I mean, they had obviously won the national championship last year, you said, Tom, right? So they had a good group, but like yes. to hold that, to hold that all together and to coach your friends that you played with and to take them back to winning the ACC championship. That's ridiculous. Zach, you said you like have some light affiliation that. You... Yeah. I mean, I worked out with her boyfriend um, and I remember just like hearing about the story um, and I actually ended up, it's kind of funny you brought that up. I watched like a five or 10 minute documentary last night online Um and I guess her last year, she went to the AD and was like, hey, I know our coach is good, like retiring after 42 years. Like, I don't want you to overlook me for this job. Like, I'm coming to you right now before the season starts. Like, I'm serious about this. And they're like, yeah, 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 go win a national title and then we'll talk. And so I guess they win a national title and he, she goes to the AD and she's like, yo, I did what you said. Like, what do you got? It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess – a few days later, she's seen talking to either the football coach or somebody like learning about coaching, learning about culture and all this. And he and the AD was like, holy shit, like she's really real about this. And it was funny, like a few of the, the current players were in her friends were there. They were like, like, what do we call you? What you know, what do we got? And she was like, let me have my own recruiting class come in. And then you can call me coach. But like right now you can call me Aaron, like whatever you call me. But and I mean, the video showed her holding a practice. And I mean, she was like holding court. And it's it's so interesting because like Dakota, imagine you being my coach or like uh, me being your coach. Oh, I'd be like, hey, Dakota, you run so many laps. I'd be like, Dakota, what the fuck are you doing? And I'd be like, it's kind of weird. You'd be done. You yeah, yeah like, talk to me that way as your coach. You'd be yeah. Done. <laughs> it would it would you be so fast. Yeah, like that would be that would be insane. Though. Yeah, like at the same time, having your friends, and your peers respect like that must go such a long way. And obviously what she's done holds yeah, enough. She's a great player. Yeah. yeah, like holds enough credit and merit to like, all right, yo, like we got to listen to this to to her. Like, Pretty cool to see it like come together and actually work, though. Like that could have been a non story that's like, well, they stunk. And like they won the national championship and next year they stunk, but like she followed through on it. That is crazy. Now, Tom, how does how does the playoff system work? Are they gonna go to regionals and then uh, then uh how does it work, Tom? Figure it out. I think I'm the NCAA tournament coming up. I don't know exactly the breakdown of the NCAA tournament. Come on, Tom. I didn't we know that was big I didn't know that was part of my responsibilities. We we'll, pay you we'll, the big bucks for that. We'll keep the story updated though as they go throughout Thank the you. Thank you, Tom. We'll keep we will keep updating the people. Uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to hit on Dakota? It's a bye week for you in bye the fo- in the one, football one world. Bye week. Uh, Zach, any any updates for the people? Tom, have you recovered from your tough defeat last week? I see you were in Jersey again. You're back. They're they're playing right now. They're down seven nothing. Daniel Jones okay. just all right. got hurt. Start. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's all right, Tom. Oh no, nothing. Uh, right. But other screen than that, time. I got I got great time I got for nothing. the people. Yeah, let's hit the, what let's day hit the are we doing time. for screen time? That's my real concern right now. Do you want to do today? I'd I'll much rather do today. Are we good with today, everybody? For today, yeah, let's, let's do it today. Is yesterday a tough I day? I literally for some was people? looking at yesterday's before we got on. 
like like nervous. Do you want to do? I, ch- I checked my yesterday. yesterday. Let's do yesterday. This sounds great. Let's do a, a full day from yesterday, please. Why did I say? Why did I say anything? Yeah, Dakota, this is on you. you. Full day from yesterday. Dakota, I'm so upset with you right now. This Rusty, is I, I, our friend. I think this is my highest score of the year. And oh my god, reveal oh it on the amazing. pod. That's so brutal. It's amazing. Sloan well, is the world's today's... leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. The company is at the forefront of the green building movement and provides sustainable, smart, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including flushable meters, faucet sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To visit more, to learn more, visit Sloan.com. I mess that up almost every time. Sloan screen time. Tom, don't start. I want you to go last. Dakota? 954. Oh my god. And you're not Sub even going to be It sounds like you're not even going to be a loser. Zach? Sub 10 though. 643. I had 3 hours and 8 minutes because I'm not a phone guy. Uh Tom? I decline. I I'm I'm not nope. I, I'm just Tom. not revealing the number. Not I'm an not option, it. Tom. Not Tom. an option. Tom, what was it? Come on. Let's I'll do today. Today is 5 hours 1 minute. No, what Tom? was yesterday? Tom? I, come on. I think it's my high for the year. Don't make me do it. Are we over 12? I, I want to hear. We're, over 12. We're flying by 12. 14? <laughs> 1441. Oh, oh no. I watched oh, college no. football day in my phone. I had oh, my phone no. on the entire day watching college football. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I did no, the same not. thing. Like I thought mine was crazy. That's all I did. I just watched college football. I checked scores on my phone throughout the Tommy, day. A lot of times the okay. night before it was a Friday night. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be counted. Ugh. I think it's okay. Are I your eyeballs I mean, all it's, right? It's a lot, but it's okay. We got to get a sponsor for blue light glasses. That would be great. Oh, I have some. I know. So I, I should wear them at all times. Well, yeah. we should make some so we can give them to Tom. Yeah. That's uh, Saturday. The that's Saturday incredible. screen time is brutal. That is tough. That's just unfair. That's episode 183 of the Compound Podcast. Dakota coming to you from Michigan. Zach coming to you without a mic from wherever he is. And uh, okay. Tom coming to you from his bedroom. That's 183 of the Compound Podcast brought to you by Parse Rum. Tough screen time for 